heard at Sports Radio. Every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. Join hosts Robbie Lula and Damon Benning and our cast of heard at Sports personalities as they share their fresh perspectives while keeping you highly entertained. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports, from the pros to right here at home. Catch Heard at Sports Radio with Robbie Lula and Damon Benning, 7 to 10 a.m. on air, online, and on podcast. Heard at Sports Radio. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Chime in 402-466-ESPN or email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com. Just try me. Try me. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. Hope you're well on a Monday. It's Hail Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency. And uh, the walk-on program is near and dear. To Nebraska football fans, it's near to and dear to many families because they've had a loved one, probably, or know somebody from the town that they grew up in that, man, you were good enough to walk on at Nebraska. That's still uh, vital. And from a, a wins and losses standpoint, you think uh, I am hip, Jared Tomich, uh, Janovich, uh, Foltz, uh, Riley. I mean, there's some dudes that that were beyond incredible locker room and then on-field guys. So it has paid dividends, and it's been the eraser for programs like Nebraska. It's been the eraser for programs like Wisconsin, who've emphasized it. J.J. Watt, a walk-on. And (laughs) they are um, Reimer, all right, recently. Those are all dudes that, that came in and were good enough to start and have a monster impact and, and be really, really good football players. Um, you, you're going to have strength in numbers with a, a large walk-on roster. It's not only going to, historically speaking, allow you to, to practice at a highly physical level, but it, it's a buy-in, it's a camaraderie, it's also uh, a way to push the... Uh, the high-profile guys that come into the football program. You either uh, hit a certain standard or get embarrassed by a walk-on. There's nothing wrong with that, but, okay, this this kid's paying his own way and he's kicking my ass during practice. I better step my game up or go do something else. You, you can't lose that part of it, but from a uh, standpoint of Title IX compliance and from an athletic department Edict, Nebraska's going to have to shave the roster. Uh, the 150-man roster was great. The reason it was so large, T.O. had a four-station practice going, and guys were being coached up. They were getting reps in. And when it was their time, Matt Turman, to come in and run the offense, you did it. And you won at a, a really incredible spot to go win a football game at during a national championship season down at Kansas State. So there has been 
reward in the football world for being prepared, staying af- after it, and wanting to be a guy that, that just contributes and, and helps be part of the football team. Now, uh, under Coach Frost, and, and I like the fact that, that Frost was giving guys his opportunity, their opportunity to, to live out their dream and, and play ball and contribute. There's got to be a happy medium uh, right now, and there's a new era of happy medium, Elijah, and that's what Coach Rule's going to have to deal with. And, and he gets it as well as anybody because he himself was a walk-on. He found a way on to Penn State and made a great coaching career out of it. Also, obviously, contributed to some really good Penn State football teams. So the days of the Big Red Army being 150, 160, 200 deep during the Devaney era are going to be no more. And you're going to have to target and be real good. And this staff loves to pride themselves on being able to evaluate. You're going to have to evaluate about 10 to 12 walk-ons that are going to be difference makers for you. And Nebraska's done that. They've, they've evaluated in past uh, years who can, can help this football team. And then what do I see on the field uh, with development? What, what Jared Tomich leads the, the team in sacks in, in 1995, 1990, uh, 1995. So it's, it's folklore and it's more than that. It, it's about a, it's a commitment, and it's a commitment from your own, and a lot of times kids from the state of Nebraska. And I think one of the problems with the, the walk-on program, and I'm not sure I should call it a problem, it's just kind of the way college Challenges. football has moved to challenge with the walk-on program, is the fact that there are fewer and fewer guys that slip through the cracks every single year. They do exist. You, you listed a couple of them off. Andy Janovich is a guy who slipped through the cracks. Luke Reimer's a guy that slipped through the cracks. And the reasons are there. I mean, Luke Reimer came from eight-man football up and then uh, played at North Star mm-hmm. and and even then, you're still playing in Nebraska. Uh, but it's kind of one of the things we've talked about over the past weeks and months on this show is that other schools are coming to Nebraska to recruit more than they ever have. There's more of a national eye on recruiting within the state of Nebraska. Even when you get out to West, to, to Ainsworth, there's there's high-level recruits in Ainsworth that people are finding. There's a uh, tight end in Ainsworth the entire college football world once from South Bend to, to, to Georgia to Clemson. Mm-hmm. And 20 years ago? Nebraska knew about him. Exactly. Maybe if you had somebody humping it for Colorado or Wyoming, mm-hmm. they knew about it. That's it. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the national eye doesn't overlook places like Nebraska anymore. And you combine that with the fact all these regional camps that get put on. Guys can go uh, and drive to Chicago in a day and be on, an, uh, on a camp and go from being a no-name guy to being a three-star recruit in, in one day. And it's just the, the simple fact of the matter is there's so many eyes on recruiting nowadays that – there's fewer guys that slip through the cracks that whenever you get them into a walk-on program, they're going to they're gonna pop. It just doesn't happen as much. Now, there are still guys, as I listed before, but is it worth the opportunity cost to be bringing in 100, 120 walk-ons over the course of three to four years and one or two of those guys pop and end up being contributors and then one every eight years ends up being a starter that goes and, and plays in the NFL, guys like Riley, guys like Andy Janovich. Mm. Is that worth the opportunity cost with the amount of time investment that you have to go put in for walk-ons? I think that's what the question becomes right now is we all know, yes, guys still slip through the cracks in national recruiting since, but it's becoming more and more uncommon for those guys to slip through the cracks and combine it with the fact of... It's tougher to get them. 
tougher to get them. There's great programs around here. Northwest Missouri State. You go off to, to Kansas or Iowa and go JUCO. You go play for South Dakota State. You can play for South Dakota, North Dakota State. There's so many great football programs around all the way from Division One down to Division Three that kids would rather play at and get some scholarship money rather than walking on at Nebraska that there's just numerous complicating factors with the walk-on program that make bringing in 30, 35 walk-ons from preferred and just actual walk-ons every single year less and less feasible. Well, and it's it's a different era. I mean, you're you're hoping to get to a bowl game. You haven't been for six years. Would you rather spend that time trying to find that one you walk-on? You want to get to or? a Division two playoff, mm-hmm. right? And, and listen, um, quality of football has never been higher uh, across the state. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to be on it to, to make sure if you can't give the guy a scholarship – start winning on the field to make them want to be part of the program, their state program again, and contribute that way, knowing that, hey, it's not just being on the team or being a tackling dummy, getting my, my, my butt kicked uh, against uh, the black shirts of yesteryear. But, hey, these guys are going to coach me up, so I'm going to be a good football player and I'll have a chance to not only contribute as – a guy that, that maybe makes the two deep or I get to run out on the field for a game day, they want more. And I think the, the kids want more with their investment. And there's also a, a certain number of the population that, yeah, I got my gear, I got my girlfriend, and I really haven't had to practice. This is kind of cool. And that it, it's been that way for a little bit because you've not had it, football's changed, not not for better, not for worse, but changes change with what a, a practice looks like and is uh, at Nebraska. I, I don't know if it's going to be a two station, a three station, a four station, what it, it's going to go to. But you you got better with all those walk ons that were working and getting better each day because they were getting coached and developed and graded. They, they just were, and, and, and it happened. And it was, it was a major, major, major advantage for Nebraska. You don't want that advantage to go away ever uh, during the change that has occurred in college football with those programs you mentioned that are in Nebraska's orbit now and kids are going to. But you got to be really good about who you bring in and you, you need to you need to hit you need to Nebraska has hit on their recruits when it came to closing with this short turnaround. Nebraska needs to hit on making sure that if if they get a walk on kid, he's the next Reimer or Riley or Fultz. Well, what the walk on program really is is a safety net. You know what? We we we, Zero eraser. we 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 missed on a kid in state Nebraska. We gave him a walk on offer. We we didn't think he was going to turn out to be what he is. And you know what? We got lucky. He was a walk on. He developed into something. Earned himself a scholarship. And now he's a great contributor to this football team. I think what Matt Rule and his staff are are kind of saying right now is, hey, we don't need that big a safety net. We trust our own evaluators here. Either. In our opinion, you're good enough to play for Nebraska or you're not. And I'm not saying, like, the walk-on program's not going away altogether, but it's going to be shrunk down. And I think they're saying here, we can handle a smaller safety net with our in-state recruiting efforts. We trust our evaluation to the point that we know either you're good enough to play for Nebraska or you're not. There's going to be guys that really want to play for Nebraska, and we don't think so, but you're right on that line. We're going to give you the preferred walk-on opportunity. But they're saying we trust our evaluation enough that we don't need a huge safety net of 30 high school guys from in-state, inside the state of Nebraska to fill it up. And, and you know what? In case we screw up, we still have that guy in the back pocket. They're just saying 
either either you're going to be good enough to play for Nebraska and you're going to get a scholarship or you can go elsewhere and we're not going to lose any sleep over it. Well, the other part too, Nebraska is going to have, they're going to have communication. They'll hear from high school coaches in the state of Nebraska, can this kid play? Mm. And they'll be able to be in the schools, be in the opponent's schools, and get the info. And then they'll judge for themselves with their eyes and what they'll see and what will be a camp or a workout session, and they'll move forward. Who's with us? Yeah, Pete on the line. Pete, thanks for the call. Go ahead. How are you doing today? Good, thanks. I don't care if they reduce the walk-on program down in numbers some, but I think a lot of the walk-on program is for the late bloomers. It's for the guys that's going to take two to three years to grow into a a body shape Mm -hmm. and change a position. It's for eight-band football, for small high schools that's got real good athletes. I don't want that to go away. Well, you're going to have to be able to to hit it, project, and then presumably keep that kid from going somewhere else. But I don't don't disagree with you at all because, I mean, a lot of your late bloomers – Look at your senior film guys. I mean, that's what the rule and his staff have talked about here a lot the last few weeks, that they love senior film. They're not going to ignore a guy that hasn't developed yet. Pete, thanks for the call. They're going to do their diligence on it. Uh, Redwine65 weighs in as well from the stream, says there used to be a JV team that developed them too. There was freshman ball. There was JV. Yeah, I mean, guys, it, it's not all – one size fits all with when you're ready to go and you're, you're ready to go take on Missouri or Oklahoma in the old Big 8. I mean, guys go with their, their own pace, but there needs to be a finish line in sight and there needs to be a, a cap, so to speak. And I'm sure there will be the occasional guy that goes off to South Dakota State moving forward and Nebraska fans go, why didn't we have him? But it's a, I think it's a, a cost that Matt Rule and his staff are willing to take. I, I don't think they're being flippant about it. I think they're going to do the research. Heard at Sports Radio, every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. Join hosts Robbie Lula and Damon Benning and our cast of Heard at Sports personalities as they share their fresh perspectives while keeping you highly entertained. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports, from the pros to right here at home. Catch Heard at Sports Radio with Robbie Lula and Damon Benning, 7 to 10 a.m. on air, online, and on podcast. Heard at Sports Radio.